Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday, August the 11th, 2020. We're here today to look at five bubble booms and five bubble busts. The biggest bubble booms and the biggest bubble busts so far. I am joined to tackle this thing by Steve Alexander. Steve, what's up? Well, Matt, you said so far into the bubble, and now that today is Tuesday, uh, we've only got four days left of games. I'm, I'm in denial. I'm things in denial. shuts That's down what... on shuts down on Friday, and then we've got the playoffs uh, starting shortly thereafter. So, and I think as we saw on Monday and Tuesday, the the silly bubble season is in full swing. <laughs> silly season. So silly season in the NBA is what? Like how many weeks in the bubble? It's like 72 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Silly season's a couple weeks, three, maybe three weeks in the regular yeah. NBA season. But in the, in the bubble version, it's about three days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we'll get to a few of the players who are shutting it down in the bubble silly season when we get to our bubble busts but we're going to begin with the five biggest bubble booms steve it's a very alliterative episode today we can't start any other place than tj warren his bubble stats steve prior to monday in five games 34.8 points 6.6 rebounds 2.4 assists 1.6 steals 1.4 blocks 4.0 threes this is like prime kevin durant or something reincarnated i mean what are we gonna one day look back at this and say hey do you remember when tj warren went absolutely nuts in the (laughs) bubble like it was just this crazy weird isolated blip where he got super hot or has warren in in some way at age 26 permanently leveled up i don't feel like he's permanently leveled up and the the crazy thing about those numbers you rattled off is they've got those numbers are worse than his numbers were when the Pacers were three and one, so I mean, his, his last two games have not been um, as good as his first first four or five were. So his numbers have actually come down a little bit, which is frightening. But yeah, I mean, somebody asked me if T.J. Warren was real, you know, in a chat room chat that I do last week, and I was like, I don't think so. But then he just kept going. I mean, last time I looked at him, he was the number two fantasy player in the entire bubble. So I mean. James Harden is probably the bubble MVP, but T.J. Warren, you can make a solid argument for T.J. Warren, too, especially since the Pacers have played so well in the bubble. I mean, you know, let's remember that Warren has shown hints of being, you know, a 20-point-per-game scorer in the NBA. And what I find interesting about this is it's not like a situation with Karis LeVert and the Nets or something like that, where the cupboard is totally bare, the roster is is totally stripped down for this restart. I mean, this is the majority of the Pacers' rotation intact, and Warren is doing this. So that's why I find this kind of fascinating, and I find myself wondering, like, and maybe this guy, not to say that he's going to ever do this again, but maybe he is, he, he does have another gear. Obviously, he has another gear. <laughs> but I guess my point is, you know, maybe he could ascend to being you know like a 22 point per game score or something like that in the nba moving forward yeah and i, I can't wait to see what he does in the playoffs like what he does for the pacers in the playoffs i think is going to tell a lot for what we're going to see next year which is going to be here in like a month <laughs> uh exactly all right number two on the 
biggest bubble booms is a player near and dear to your heart, Steve, a player who could not be nearer or dearer to your heart. Luka Doncic, you've probably memorized these stats, Steve, but in the bubble so far, 33.4 points, 11.6 rebounds, 11.6 assists, 0.4 steals, 0.6 blocks, and 2.43s. I will get into his percentages in just a second here, but what are your thoughts just upon hearing that outrageous stat line? Well, those last two games with the 20 rebounds and the, what was it, 19 assists or whatever. 19 assists, yeah. I just... I mean, it's just ridiculous, and a little sad that they are not. They didn't play on Monday. Porzingis didn't play. Luca didn't play. Gave him some rest, and I don't think Dallas is playing as well as they had hoped to in the bubble. Uh, but Luca sure is dynamic, and I mean the numbers are just sick, dude. And yes, his free throw percentage comes and goes, and yes, his turnovers kind of stink, and his three point percentage is not great. And I was thinking about his three-point percentage the other day when I was watching him play, and like almost every three he takes is a step back, fade away. Like the, his level of difficulty on his three-point attempts is too high. Like bring it, dial it back, just set your feet at the line and shoot a normal three like you do a free throw and let's see what happens. Yeah, and I was going to get into his three-point percentage because it's he's only shooting 30% on threes during the restart and 31.6 for the season that's not good i mean it's just not like for a guy who takes that many threes and and i'm not you might say i'm looking for something to knock here and i guess that's true but that should be better for a guy who is talked about as this caliber player and who in many you know who is this caliber player like he should shoot better (laughs) you know I i don't know maybe that maybe that's just part of the design like he has the ball so much you know he loves to step back so maybe it's just on him he's just like you said it embraces the degree of difficulty too much well and if you watch him play just watch him shoot three see you 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 hardly ever see him take an open uh at the line three they're almost all way far behind the line they're almost all there are there are several moving pieces involved. And I, it's funny because the last time I remember him having a wide open look from the top of the key three, uh, he floated a pass down into Porzingis and, and took the easy two instead of the, the easy three. But yeah, I, did, I just think he's, the threes he's shooting are, are kind of ridiculous. And I, I kind of wish he would just shoot normal threes for a minute until he gets some confidence about him. Then take the massive step back fade away. And throw it down so steve it's starting to look like you have this free throw bet in the books here he's sitting at 75.5 percent at last check for me so he was sitting out on monday and then how many more chances for him to ruin his free throw percentage i mean i think they there's no more than two and and it's i, I don't think it's possible he would have to shoot like O of 20 i think to to get there tuesday the maps have a game tuesday and thursday and i believe that's it so two more chances i don't know if we get a couple of one for fours or something like that or a a nice like you know one for five and a three for six i'm gonna pretend like that'll do it without looking (laughs) up the numbers because i gotta have hope but i'm starting to starting to put aside a little money for a jersey for you here yeah i got i just gotta figure out who i want yeah yeah i mean there's a lot every player is eligible Every player is eligible. You can choose any shirts you want. Okay. So 
I've bookmarked the Nemanja Bielica jersey page, but but you have other <laughs> options. Let's keep it in Dallas for a second. You already mentioned this guy. Number three on our list is one Kristaps Porzingis, who, as you said, was not playing on Monday, but he has just been outrageous. 29.4 points, 10.2 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.0 steals, 1.4 blocks, 1.8 threes. We talked a couple of times about players who benefited – from having four and a half months off, but we hadn't mentioned Porzingis in that context. He looks fantastic. What is this whole thing doing for you in terms of his fantasy draft stock next season, which, as you said, starts in about 10 minutes? (laughs) Well, hopefully his leg injury is fully behind him. I think this whole rest day for Luca and Porzingis is, is simply that. It's just rest. And I hope that when the new season gets here, we take the kid gloves off and let both these guys just run and go crazy. The flip side of that is when Luca or Porzingis sits, the other one tends to go absolutely bonkers. So that's kind of fun too. But they got to figure this out. They got to they got to try to go on a playoff run. Their offense is dynamic. Dallas has one of the most efficient offenses in the entire league, but their defense is super shaky and. The offense tends to, I don't know, tighten up, get a little shaky late in games, which has hurt them. And that's that's on both of these guys, Luca and, and Porzingis. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I need a Porzingis jersey to go along with my Luca jersey. So just so I can, and maybe oh. I just need to move to Dallas. Maybe. Maybe. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> it's something to consider. The thing about Porzingis is... He went off while Luca was on the court this time. It, there, there was no factor here where he put up those numbers when Luca was resting. They were on the court, both playing the same games, and Porzingis went off. So that was very good to see. And for everything that Porzingis has been through with his knee, et cetera, he still just turned 25. So I think this is a guy we think of as really risky in our fantasy drafts, but maybe this upcoming season is the time to really start embracing him again as a super high upside fantasy option and a potential early round player next season. Yeah. And I don't feel like he, I don't think of him in my mind as a risky player anymore. Like when I set him in a FanDuel lineup, I just feel like he's good to go. He's like a wind up energizer bunny. You just turn him loose and let him go. And I, I I'm kind of excited about drafting him this year for next season. Next up on my list. And you knew this was coming. It was only a matter of when Michael Porter jr. In the bubble, 25.6 points, 10.2 rebounds, 1.0 steals, 1.0 blocks, 3.23s. We all knew Michael Porter Jr. had some potential, but I don't think we saw this level of breakout coming. And by the way, that was prior to Monday evening against the Lakers. What are, what's your takeaway from seeing Porter Jr. suddenly transform into a 25-10 and 10 guy? Well, Will Barton being hurt has played a huge role in that. Porter Jr. looks incredible. You know, I feel like a bunch of us have said it's too bad he plays for Denver. They're so deep. There's just no room for Porter to get loose. Well, Porter got loose in the bubble, man. He has been energizing. He looks fantastic. I mean, the future is so bright for this kid and and that whole team. You know, I feel like him playing this well is just sort of going to usher Paul Millsap right out the door at the end of the season because – I mean, it's Michael Porter Jr. time right now. He's been awesome. Uh, Steve, I've, I've just been keeping track of Michael Porter Jr. when he gets 24 or more minutes in a game. And according to my count this season, that has happened 
13 times. And in those games, he's averaging 20.2 points, 10.1 boards, 0.9 steals, 0.8 blocks, and 2.8 threes. Again, those are the numbers for 24 minutes a game or more. So, again, the fantasy upside is just outrageous in the right situation. We've been saying it basically every episode. So we will not belabor the point anymore. We will now move on to number five on our bubble boom list, De'Aaron Fox. This is a guy you were talking up heading into the restart, Steve. 26.2 points, 7.3 assists, 1.7 steals, 1.23 is your thoughts. He's been everything he was supposed to be. Uh, The ankle looks fine. I don't know that the Kings are playing as well as they would like to be playing. I'm still a little confused as to what Buddy Heald's role is on that team. Ryan and I were talking about that the other day. It's befuddling. Yeah, it's been befuddling for a while. It doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. And then... Bielitsa comes and goes, but De'Aaron Fox just seems to keep it going and keep it going at a high level. So I don't know that I would label him as a bubble surprise. Him and Luca, I don't know that they really fit. What no, 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 but Steve, but but I switched it. I initially told you we were doing bubble surprises. I switched it to bubble booms. Bubble so booms. It's a boom. It's a boom. Okay. Well, yes, all of those guys are bubble booms. But, that, yeah, I think the thing about De'Aaron Fox is, and again, like we, we could have talked about James Harden, Damian Lillard, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. They obviously all have played great in the bubble. But we want to, you know, we expect that from them and, and wanted to hit some slightly more surprising stat lines. And I think part of the thing with De'Aaron Fox is nothing makes sense in Sacramento, right? Like, what are they doing, you know, with Buddy Heald, et cetera? But De'Aaron Fox playing well makes sense. So <laughs> there, there's there's comfort there. Yes, I, I do enjoy some De'Aaron Fox. We have one bonus bubble boom by popular demand, and by that I mean you asked to put him on the list, Steve. Gary Trent Jr., 18.0 points, 0.8 steals, 4.8 threes, shooting nearly 54% from the field in Orlando. Gary Trent Jr., he's a guy that I'm fired up about because as soon as Trevor Reason went down, I went to their depth chart and I threw a dart at Gary Trent Jr.'s name, and I was like, this is the guy that is going to come out in the bubble and lead Portland into the playoffs along with a rejuvenated and stellar Yusuf Nurkic and also an unstoppable, unguardable Damian Lillard. And that's sort of the way it's been, man. Trent Trent just looks so confident out there shooting the ball, and he's totally had a, a coming-out party in the bubble, and... I think you're going to see a lot more of him next season. And as a side note, Gary Trent Jr.'s father's name is Gary Trent. And Gary has three brothers. One is named Gary's son. One is named Grayson. And one is named Gray Dunn. Now, like you, I'm wondering why Graydon wasn't named Gary Dunn but yes. I mean I'm not we're not involved in the naming process so we're not it, it does seem like a bit of a vanity play on the name Gary so it's kind <laughs> of weird to only include Gary once and include two instead two variations on Gary but that's okay I'm not doing it's not you know it's not my call I kind of like it I have I have uh, cousins where like all the boys on that side of the family all their names starts with K and all the girl's name start with L or whatever, you know. If that's that's the way you roll, then I'm I'm down. 
Steve, the all-new Roto-World Premium Subscription Package has the tools and (laughs) resources to help you dominate your fantasy leagues across all sports from draft to playoffs. Plus, get free access to our brand-new sports betting tools from now to September 28th. As a listener of the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, get $10 off any annual subscription to Roto-World Premium. To find your edge, visit rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code BKPOD10 at checkout. Again, that's rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code BKPOD10 at checkout. Every time we say edge, I'm reminded of Edron James, my (laughs) long-lost Colts hero. A great fantasy player in his heyday. He was. The Edron James, Marshall Falk era. Those were good times in fantasy football. Steve, we're going to move on now to our five biggest bubble busts. This is also no biggest bubble busts. This is also known as the New Orleans Pelicans portion of the program. <laughs> we have a astonishing four Pelicans on the list, Steve. This team, you came in with so much hope for this team. Mm, sure Such did. high expectations. No yeah. one could blame you, but they were a massive letdown. I'm just going to rattle off these guys' numbers. And, and then we'll just kind of big picture talk about anything we want to talk about from this squad in terms of fantasy moving forward. Brennan Ingram, he wasn't a, a huge bust, but I think based on what he did during the regular season, it was a disappointment. And when you look at the context of the Pelicans as a whole, it was a disappointment. 19.8 points, 5.0 rebounds, 3.0 assists, 0.8 steals, 0.2 blocks, 2.23s, only 42.2% for the field. That's just, again, that's not a letdown in a vacuum. That's a letdown based on what Brennan Ingram did before the shutdown zion williamson in five games 18.4 points almost nothing else he had zero steals zero blocks zero three-pointers i know he was playing limited minutes but an eight and nine category league steve i'm just gonna say it i'm worried about those steals blocks and threes in the future and he also had a game where he had zero rebounds in the entire game like what (laughs) yeah what i I don't know what okay Speaking of what, Lonzo Ball, 5.7 points, 5.3 rebounds, 7.0 assists, 1.3 steals, 1.0 blocks, 0.83s, 26% from the field. What happened, Steve? Just as a reminder, from late December to early March, he had averaged in 31 games, 14.2 points, 7.3 rebounds, 8.5 assists, 1.6 steals, 0.8 blocks, 2.93s. Lonzo's jump shot does not like hiatus that's the one that hurts the most for me because i mean brandon ingram was i mean sort of due to cool off at some point this year and then zion was on the minutes count and clearly not in probably the best shape of his life but lonzo man right before the shutdown lonzo was killing it i was so excited about using him in DFS and just having him pick up where he left off and he he did the opposite of that he just wasn't very good at all and this whole Pelicans bubble experience has kind of been a, a disaster all the way around. Yeah, same with me. I was I was starting Lonzo at the very beginning in DFS and then I said, well, so much for that. Uh, Drew Holiday is number four on our list. Again, kind of like Ingram, he played okay, but a letdown based on what we expect from him. 15.2 points, 4.2 rebounds, 5.0 assists, 1.2 steals, 0.7 blocks, 1.23s, and 4.3 turnovers. That's just not peak Drew Holiday. So let's put the Pelicans aside. That was a disappointment. I want to get to number five on our list. Kemba Walker, Steve, 13.2 points, 3.6 assists, 2.6 threes. Minutes restrictions, yes, still recovering from knee issues. 
But, you know, I look at this kind of on the flip side of Kristaps Porzingis, you know, who looked fantastic after all the time off. Then there's Kemba, who had all the time off and still came back limited. Maybe the Celtics, you know, were just being cautious no matter what. But I find myself a little worried about his knee issues long term when it comes to fantasy. What do you think? Yeah, a little bit. And his coach said, you know, he does not like being on a minutes limit. So I think when they put him on a minutes restriction, it ticked him off and made him even more mad than he already was. And maybe that affected his play somewhat too. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully there's a lot of teams that that we're kind of worried about what's going to happen when the playoffs start. Like can the the Celtics just flip the switch and have Kemba be – ready to go uh, a team we didn't talk about today but easily could have as far as disappointments in the bubble go are the lakers uh on the season the lakers are shooting 48 percent from the field and 35 percent from three-point range and scoring 113 points per game in the bubble they're shooting 41 percent from the field 23 percent which is a bubble low from three-point range and only scoring 98.8 points a game so everybody is thinking you know, the Celtics and the Lakers are just going to flip, and the Clippers are just going to flip a switch and, and get this going. I think the Clippers got beat by the Nets, who everybody's laughing at. So there's a lot of interesting scenarios heading into the playoffs. And Matt, so that's what we're looking forward to with the playoffs. Uh, I'll be back next time to reveal my choice of Scherzi. All right, well, I am definitely looking forward to that, Steve. Even more so looking forward to Luka Doncic completely collapsing from the free throw line in the last couple games and winning me that bet. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Friday to look at the latest news and trends from the NBA bubble. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to Steve for taking the time. We will talk to you soon.